In today's episode, I want you to meet Lara and I want you to go on her bodybuilding adventure with her. She's a 21-year-old uni student who just recently competed and placed third in the ICN bikini bodybuilding competitions. This girl is 21 and she's already kicking butt at life. She is so inspiring. Some of the stuff and some of the chats that we've had, I just knew that I had to get her on this podcast. And to think someone who is 21 studying nutrition at uni and managed to be able to put their body through something as intense as a bodybuilding fitness regime so that they can compete, that is a lot of dedication. I definitely didn't have that sort of dedication at 21. We talk about her adventure of how she got to be Miss Bikini Body ICN. We talk about the value of keeping yourself in check, what food tracking is, if you've ever wondered, and why it's good to take a moment and really share perspective. So honestly, get ready to meet this incredible force of nature that is Lara Burns. Welcome to Miss Adventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. This is such an experience. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Lara, I really wanted to talk to you about your whole experience because we met through the Definition Fitness Challenge, but you had a very different goal to me, didn't you? Yes. So I wanted to compete in my first ever bikini bodybuilding competition. Why? That's a good question. Really just I spent a lot of time scrolling through social media, seeing a lot of girls competing in competitions in season B last year. And I just looked and I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. Like, I feel like I'm missing out on something really great. What was the journey like when you started? Because you started a little bit earlier than when we started the challenge. Is that right? I started working with my coach in October last year. Okay, so that is a long time. Yeah, almost six months it took to prep. Wow. Yeah. Looking at, I guess, where you are right now, where... What is it, two weeks post-challenge? Yeah, two, three weeks post-challenge, yeah. How did your comp go? It went great. I came third in my first-timers category and third in my novice category. That's amazing. How's it feel? Yeah, it feels really great, Uh, but it also brings some weird emotions to the front because I thought placing was going to be like this amazing feeling that made me feel different about myself when really all it was was a solidification of the hard work and the results that I achieved. A hundred percent. I know how you feel because that was the same thing when I found out that I was a size eight. Yes. Yes. I remember. It was such a strange feeling because I thought it was going to feel differently to be one of those, you know, I'm saying this with inverted bunny ears, inverted commas, like thin girls, because to me, I'd always classified a thin girl to be a a size eight. And it's like, oh, hang on a second. I'm a size eight. I don't feel like one of those thin girls that we see on Instagram all the time. I still kind of feel like me. Yes, I can totally relate to that when your physical body is exactly what you wanted or as close as what you wanted as possible but you realize that how you feel on the inside of that body is so much more different than you could ever expect and in a way I like to compare how I'm feeling right now to like I feel woke I feel just spiritually and emotionally more in tune with my 
how I am, you know, on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are you happy with your results from the challenge and everything? Uh, yeah, I am. But I'm also someone who's very competitive, very like, uh, I love a challenge. And so coming straight off from that, I was just instantly like, all right, let's go. Let's do it again. Let's do it better. You know, I want to improve. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And I guess in, in, in the sense like, you were going so hard. Let's talk about your journey and, and, and the, the sorts of things that you had to do to get to, you know, what is it? It's third place in, is it Miss Bikini? Yes. So third place in Miss Bikini in the New South Wales state, is that that correct? Uh, no, just for the ICN Super Show competition. Okay, that's still amazing. That's yeah. still <laughs> massive and, like, congratulations, well done. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, I mean, ha- you know, what... Talk us through what you kind of had to do to get there because I feel like it's a lot more than just dieting and and training. Like what was your training schedule like? With my coach, he sat down and he said, all right, so we're going to get you to this many kilos. So from day one, I kind of knew what I had to be on the scales. And And what was that? So I was weighing 60, between 62 and 63 kilos. And we said that I need to get down to 50 kilos. Wow, that's 12 kilos of loss. Yeah, so it was quite overwhelming at first, weighing 62 kilos, and I've never actually weighed 50 kilos before as an adult. So that thought for me was like, I don't know how I'm going to cope. I can't see myself getting there. And like that was something I definitely had to overcome on my my journey there would be just thinking that, you know, it's a new space for me. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you were with your coach, you had set this goal. Yeah. Did you set any other goals besides wanting to sort of get to a point where you could compete? At the time, no, I hadn't. And then when I got the opportunity to be a part of this mindset 13-week challenge, I said, okay, I've got a lot going on in my life outside of this competition. I really need to look after my mental health journey just as much as my physical health journey. And that's when I started saying to myself, okay, I need to keep checking in with how I'm feeling at all times and I don't want to lose a sense of where I'm feeling mentally just because I'm focusing on the physical aspect of things so yeah that was a big goal for me (laughs) and I think it's really important to to constantly be checking in regardless of whether or not you're on a challenge like what sort of spurred that on how did you come to go okay I need to be doing this all the time um at first it was just out of I feel like this is what I need to be doing. Like a lot of people saying, you need to really look after your mental health during such a critical athletic training point in time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to look into this more. And then when I started really committing to the processes of like journaling and like doing some self-introspection, I realized, wow, this feels really good. And I I almost feel like I unlocked a new level of happiness in life. You know, I was feeling great all the time. And I was like, wow, I need to keep this up. This is important. Okay. And how much of this challenge and keeping check with yourself mentally how much of that was taking over your day-to-day life like do you work do you go to uni was there other factors in your life that played on your need to sort of check in definitely I'm a very busy person I'm studying nutrition at the University of Wollongong and also working part-time in hospitality so trying to juggle that was at some point very overwhelming for me and I would find myself doing 101 things in a day 
and then the next day I would have a meltdown over how overwhelmed I feel. My old pattern process was when I felt overwhelmed to just scrap everything and then build myself back up again. Whereas I knew that I couldn't just pull out of this huge fitness goal that I was achieving. And so I had to find some way to be able to cope and balance when things were becoming overwhelming and then sticking to it to continue moving forward. So I had to realize what was most important over this six month period and what I needed to do to achieve optimum happiness and overall well-being to continue. And what was most important? Uh, This probably doesn't sound the best, but at times it definitely was doing this competition and I had to sacrifice a lot of social situations to go and train or, you know, say no to going on a holiday because it didn't align with my health goals or stuff like that. So yeah, definitely social aspect lost quite a bit. Okay. Was there anything else? Like anything else that you maybe not had to sacrifice but had to change dramatically to kind of get to where you were? Quite interestingly, I learned a lot more about my nutrition degree doing this experience than I have actually learned by just reading textbooks and studying at uni. And one of them was my attitudes towards food. I used to think that in order to feel energized and to wake up in the morning and go and do things, I had to have like a big carby breakfast. And so my go-to default was have a big bowl of XO Crunch for breakfast or a big bowl of porridge and feel heavy and bloated. And, and that's what I thought gave me energy. And then I started doing some tinkering with my diet and looking at calories and tracking and all that kind of stuff as you do. And I realized that I could have a salad for breakfast and feel absolutely incredible, which I think people thought I was crazy for doing at the time, but it really worked. And have you always been someone who ate relatively healthy? Like, would you go out and eat a salad sort of thing? Or were you kind of maybe someone who would have fast food a couple nights a week or get Uber Eats and stuff? I definitely like to think that I was a healthy person, but my partner and my family could vouch for this, that I would be the person who would say, let's go get the most fattiest chocolate dessert very sounds like me (laughs) very decadent and I didn't understand at the time why I wasn't achieving the body I wanted to achieve because I was eating 80% healthy but then my cheat meals were ridiculously high calorie dense and yeah it taught me through tracking that those were not okay (laughs) and what sorts of things did you have to do diet wise to get here so Periodically, each week, I had to drop my calories and drop my macros. Every week? Yeah, pretty much every week. Based on how much weight I lost the week before would determine how much my calories would go down. So mentally, waking up in the morning and seeing my weight had gone up maybe 200, 500 grams, which is is nothing, I know that. But seeing that really made me upset because I'd be like, man, my calories are going to drop so much more next week as compared to if I hadn't have dropped so much. And it seems like that can really take its toll on your mental state. Like, oh, no, I'm not even going to be able to eat this much food because I've already eaten too much food. Like, that sounds horrible to me. Yeah, it definitely, it did upset me quite a few times. And at the time, I felt a bit isolated. I was trying to reach out in the bodybuilding community and see if there were other girls out there going through similar things. But quite a lot of them wanted to keep that journey to themselves and struggle on their own and yeah that was definitely hard for me to do that and so what did you do when you you know you reached out and you couldn't sort of find anyone else like did you turn to your friends and family like what where did you go having that you know exhausted that avenue of the bodybuilding community could you find that somewhere else 
I looked to my mom one day and then she said, if the way you're going isn't working, then just change the way you're going. And I said, yeah, totally. So I had to relook at my macros, had to relook at my calories and said, okay, well, it looks like I can't be having this big bowl of cereal for breakfast now. What can I switch it for? And I worked out that what works best for me is if I have a lot of food. It doesn't matter the calories of the food. It just matters that I have something big in my stomach. So I went and got like all these really low calorie vegetables, like water-based veggies, like zucchini, cucumber, lettuce, and made these massive bowls full of veggies. And it just felt so good to eat all those fresh fruit and veggies. And would that keep you full? So like what time would you sort of eat breakfast? Uh, well, coming to the end of the competition, I was definitely closing the windows of eating and having shorter uh, meal times. But I would try and stave off eating until about 10 o'clock because I didn't really need that energy until then. Mm-hmm. And then I would have like a big bowl of salad at 10 o'clock and then eat again at 2 o'clock and then have dinner at like 6 or 7 and then go to bed after that. What, what time yeah. would you be getting up? Um. Yeah, to try and fit everything out, I was usually getting up at about 6 or 7 (laughs) o'clock. So up at 6, wait till 10 for breakfast and then bed at, like dinner at 6 and then what, bed at 9, 10? Yeah, depending on if I was working or not. But if I wasn't working, I'd be in bed by like 9 or 10 o'clock, yeah. My gosh. (laughs) So that's really not a lot of time for eating. No, it isn't. But uh, you learn to find things in life that give you more joy than eating which is something that I found really important and almost I found it scary that I relied on eating as an emotional experience rather than eating to nourish my body and give me energy. I think that's really interesting because post-challenge I found that I am now eating emotionally again like I'm eating socially you know I'm going out with friends for for lunch and for dinner and all the time like I I was in New Zealand and and I had a very off the rails sort of you know a very big contrast from controlling when I was eating and, and what I was eating making sure it was very healthy and nutritious but then going to like oh we're here let's do this and then let's get food and then let's do this and then let's get food having won this you are Miss Bikini Body in ICN where to now? It has opened up a lot of ideas for me in where I want to take my life and I definitely didn't expect a journey so it started off superficial I wanted the abs I wanted to be up in my sparkly bikini to then realizing what I'm capable of and what we all are capable of if we really put our mind to it has definitely thrown me down a path of rethinking what I want to do with myself I'm not going to let too much out of the bag with that because I'm still deciding myself where I want to take things but I definitely want to put a big focus on my mental health and helping other people who want to take a similar journey to me like I'm always sharing recipes with my friends and family and just giving people a new outlook on the way they see food and just their habits around eating. So in a way you've done this whole thing and now you're opening it up externally and putting out here's what I do hoping that other people can find value in that and and help them. Yeah, definitely. So I've put up my first YouTube vlog last week and uh, it was lots of fun to make. And then I'm hoping to create some more content for YouTube, just showing people like products that I use, but also recipes, talking about my diet and different diets that are out there because not one diet suits every person. I think that's very important for people to know. 
and just start educating people on a fun kind of platform. <laughs> mm. Are you still dieting now? Like, how is it going post-challenge, post-comp and stuff? So I'm still eating quite relatively healthy. I'm still tracking, which is, it's a hard thing, tracking. Anyone who's done it will know what I'm talking about. It's very regimented and it can be quite, it can provoke anxiety in you because you're like, want to eat something or know how much is a weigh what kind of food is this got to put it in there and then if you do blow over your macros you kind of feel that pang of guilt when really you're just eating healthy so you shouldn't yeah well let's yeah. break it down what is tracking so tracking is using an app or a computer program where like my fitness pal you will get your food let's say you're going to have brown rice for dinner with broccoli so you'll get your brown rice cook it then you weigh it on the scales and then you'll search the app database let's say you have 100 grams and then put it in there and then it will tell you how many carbs fat and protein for that specific food that you're intaking and then to track macros i get given set macros each week and my goal is each day to eat within those macro goals so try and not go over but eat that amount of macros per day. Yes. With the tracking that you are doing right now, is that something that you will continue just do for the rest of your life or do you find that maybe it'll be something that you do, you know, a couple of days a week or five days a week and then two days you won't track? Do you think tracking is sustainable? No, I definitely don't think tracking is sustainable. But to get results in an athletic performance, you kind of do have to use tracking because it helps you understand what you're eating. It also educates you on the nutrient values of the foods you are eating. And I am in a bulking phase at the moment, getting ready to compete again later in the year. So I definitely have to stick to my tracking just to make sure I'm on the right track. But after a while, you track, you start to realize that, oh, this is the pattern I'm going through. I'm having my oats for breakfast, my salads for lunch, you know, like a protein and carby kind of dinner. And then you realize, okay, that fits within my macros. So then you could stop tracking for a couple of days and continue eating that way and know that you're on the right track it's a hard scale to be on when you are tracking it's because you have a goal but for me what I'm sort of learning post challenge is I'm kind of tracking but I'm kind of not I want it to be sustainable and I want to continue to enjoy the food that I eat and everything like that but I want to also keep what I eat in track so that I don't continue to eat unhealthy as much I find that I'm more accountable when I am tracking tracking keeps you mindful it makes you not just pick up a food based on the color or the smell or the texture you're picking it up because you want it to serve a purpose for you for instance you know i want to eat a banana because it's high in carbs not i want to eat lollies because i enjoy lollies i feel like that's great perspective yeah definitely this podcast is a snapshot in time of where we're at right now and it'll be good to look back on in years time to see where we were at words sometimes speak more than photos do because it really shows what your mind was thinking at that time yeah, yeah for sure and like you were saying that you were journaling and stuff and how's that going the journaling's really good i find it is a good time to get all the monkey chatter out of my brain i'm an extreme extrovert and high energy and i know my thoughts that come out all the time can be quite overwhelming for those around me and it's not necessary for me to tell those to everyone but it's humbling and it's like relaxing to just get them out of my head onto the paper solidify those thoughts what would you tell Lara who Lara was just before she started this challenge what would you tell her I would tell her just to relax I wish I had have just relaxed a little bit more and truly enjoyed the process for what it was because looking back I'm like wow I had a lot of fun I did a lot of cool stuff 
When you say relax, so you mean relax on the whole thing or actually spend some relaxing time? Relax mentally. Just have faith in the process and know that you're going to get to where you want to be. Anyone who is driven, anyone who is persistent and consistent will get to where they want to be. You don't need to constantly be stressing about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to come, you know. Love it. What wise words do you live by just in your whole life? Like what's something that you sort of tell yourself when you're facing adversity? Well, I've come up with an affirmation for myself, which I like to repeat, and it is that I am living my life authentically to who I am and who I want to be. The girl is 21 years old and she's having profound connections and chats like that. I only can imagine where she's going to go. I reckon she's going to win a pretty big title in the near future. If you want to catch up, if you want to stay up to date with everything that Lara does, I'll put a link to her YouTube vlog in the show notes, but you can also follow her on Instagram. She's being underscore L-A-R-A-R-O-S-E. So being underscore Lara Rose. She's pretty insightful for someone who's only spent 21 years on this earth. Not saying that that should be a bad thing, but I really do believe no matter how old you are, if you decide that you want to go out and do something, the tools are out there. Just take a look at what Lara's done and how she's used mindfulness and the active steps of positivity to live her best life. You can too. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it.